0: back to another edition of Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9. The Horn of the Full Monty. We got a great show planned for you. We're talking lots of college football. The Big 12 media poll was released so we'll tell you what the media thinks uh, the Big 12 projections will look like for this upcoming season. Also, we have sound from Steve Sarkisian, the head coach of the Texas football team. He was on a uh, podcast on a uh, YouTube show with Greg McElroy, Always College Football. So we'll get into that and also place some of that audio for you we will tell you about how you can uh, meet and greet the starting quarterback from the University of Texas. All of that and more when we go behind the burnt orange curtain and, yes, Texas basketball with another big commitment. We'll discuss that next segment. Uh, we'll also talk NBA free agency. We'll give you all the updates. Mavs made a big trade yesterday. I uh, will also talk about some other moves being made across the NBA. And, yes, Wimby. Wimby mania continues. We'll talk about the Wimby effect on the summer league cost of games. And also... Apparently, Wimby's bodyguard... Not a fan of Britney Spears. We'll discuss that as well. All of that and more before we do, let's introduce you to the rest of the crew. He was a second-round pick for the Montreal Expos for the first-round pick for the Austin Radio Network. He originally committed to the University of Texas, but decided to forego the 40 Acres to chase his dream in the cheese. Pimping ain't easy, but for him it's a breeze. Ladies and gentlemen, Mike Hart, Harge. What's going on, brother?
1: What to do, what to do? Everybody be careful out there. You know when it starts raining in Austin, Texas, people seem to lose their mind. So be careful out there. <laughs> it's raining a little bit, but... Just be safe out there. Man, it is an exciting time. There's so much football, so much uh, anticipation for the season. We always talk about this is the time where everybody starts to turn it up a little bit because we're getting that much closer. We got uh, uh, media days next Wednesday, so that gets us even closer to the students be able to, being able to come back to school. But let me talk about my man that sits across from me. He hails with from H-Town with the get down. He's a lifetime Longhorn and a proud card-carrying member of DBU. Legendary lifetime and now college football Hall of Fame Longhorn Derek Johnson said he was the best cover corner he had ever seen. He's a former NFL DB that still has that passion for film study, but he's not a fan of white condiments. But of course, he is a fan
0: of you, the listeners. He is my man and yours, Rod Babels. I appreciate the intro as always. And yes, I will echo your sentiments. Please, people, be careful and road. It just it's basically these kind of flash, these uh, you know, flash showers or sudden showers. Mm-hmm. Okay, I've had a few of them all day today, but the one I just drove through it basically I saw a fire truck out on 360 as a result of somebody having some issues with their car on the road Uh, there were a couple of near wrecks that I saw I am talking. I was on the road for like 18 minutes (laughs) like 18 minutes and only like 10 of it was when it was raining and I still saw a couple of near wrecks happen because people were so taken aback uh, and discombobulated by the weather so please people be careful out there Uh, no matter where you're going not worth it to get there a couple of minutes early if you're going to put somebody's life in danger Hello. Uh, let's, uh, let's talk about a man who is uh, the real MVP one of the hardest working members of the ARN family got a hustle spirit period we don't know what he's paid but we're pretty damn sure this man is underpaid it's Patrick Davis y'all what's going on Patrick
2: uh, we're one day closer to Wimby playing in the Spurs uniform
0: yeah we're we gonna, t- we gonna talk about the Wimby effect man look at this the Wimby effect is amazing I mean think about it Dame Lillard requested a trade I don't know, over the weekend, um, it was probably like on Saturday or somewhere like that, Friday, I don't know whenever that broke. And then within 48 to 72 hours of that news, uh, an NBA insider was like, you know what, the Spurs actually may be in on the Dame. I'm like, the Spurs? Spurs are never in on any <laughs> big time free agents, and yet the biggest free agent in the NBA offseason is like, yeah, the Spurs. Um, yeah, put actually, them in the conversation. I keep hearing it. I keep hearing it. that's Ramona Shelburne, sir. there we played the audio, and now we'll give you the uh, the story about the ticket prices in the summer league. Now, just mm-hmm. to get a get a look at Wimby, uh, those are through the roof. We'll give you that a little bit later on. But um, then this Britney Spears Wimby story, and it's it. not directly. When we, uh, Victor Miyama. it's not, not directly he who did something wrong or controversial here, but his bodyguard, I guess, or someone in his entourage mm-hmm. uh, decided that, I mean, the, the description is that it was a backhand? You know how that goes I hope it was not a back I hope it was like him Trying to push somebody Out of the way And it was an accident I would think so we Accidentally His back of his hand Struck Like he turned around head. Like
1: somebody's hand Was yeah, there he And was he was like, Hey kind of, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. watch out And then your and, and, face Just happened to be yeah, there Yes Yeah. I hope
0: that is it If yeah. There was a true be- There's gotta be some Video of this yeah, somewhere It
2: happened in Vegas yeah, exactly. There's <laughs> video Of every
1: square inch Of <laughs> Vegas now Okay yeah. Hopefully so will, it, TMZ will have it. And I do believe that the bodyguard spoke to TMZ L-D-R-A? just recently. I'm going to send you that audio. Okay. So you could play it too, but yeah, it, it's already Wimby Mania is all over the oh, place. He got yeah. stars wanting to be with stars. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I would have been more impressed if he would have been invited to the white party. You know what <laughs> oh what yeah, why
0: well, did that happen? He probably had too much going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean he
2: had a, he had a game on Friday. You know? <laughs> exactly.
0: Yeah. Right. We got to focus. He's trying to. Yeah, this he's is trying gotta, to make a make a club. Well, this is the guy that was asking shut Elliott about how he can get more sleep on the road. Like, yeah. Not about the best restaurants, the best clubs, like happen, spice. No, how how you get good sleep no. on the road, man? No, he's
2: going to the Black and Silver party. Yeah, there it is. There <laughs>
0: where it is, is that at? San Antonio?
2: That's San Antonio every time. What
0: club is it at, you know? I don't,
2: I, whatever one. That,
0: is it, that Pop's it, house?
2: I, I bet Tony knows where
3: it's at. I <laughs> bet <laughs> you Tony, Tony knows, definitely where, it's knows
0: that. where it's at. Tony's probably throwing yep. it. All right, so we'll get to Wimby Mania and all the NBA news, notes, and nuggets from free agency and discuss the Mavs as well. Mavs making moves, tried to make another move and uh, didn't, it fell through on them. But we'll get into what the Mavs are doing because the Mavs are actually, I think, making themselves a better basketball team. So we'll talk NBA top of the four o'clock. We'll talk basketball, Texas basketball basketball specifically next segment because uh, Texas basketball got another big commitment. I think, I I believe as hard as I told y'all, don't worry. I know y'all was freaking out about what was going to happen to the Texas roster and you know, it it looked uh, right when the season was over like there was an exodus and a lot of attrition on the roster and look what you know, Coach Terry has done in a short time. I just think that's the reality of the new world of college basketball with the transfer portal, NIL. You got to get used to living on that edge where, yeah, at the end of the season you may have a ton of turnover, but at a school like Texas you have to expect to, at times, not only replace the turnover but even upgrade. Right. Over that.
1: And that's the other part, too. I'm glad that you brought that up because we always are rushing to judgment. And everybody, we live in this instant world where the sky is falling until they put a new roof on it.
2: Right? You know what I'm saying? Oh, my
1: gosh, this is this is going crazy. He can't recruit. And all of a sudden, oh, wait, we got a full roster and we look like we got better? Let's be gone. Oh, man, I can't believe that this happened. <laughs> and it's like, bro, I mean, y'all been watching this for a very long time. This has been going on, been going on, since been going on. Let's be patient and let these people go to work. And at the end of the day, when you, the season gets ready to start, they were not going to go out there with just two people.
0: Yeah, They no. weren't
1: going to just walk out there with Brock Cunningham. <laughs> Relax. <laughs>
0: Relax, folks. Uh, so, yeah, the latest acquisition, Ethio Horton. I like the name, Ethio. Yeah, I like that, too. Like, I don't even know if that's biblical. Sounds like it. Ethio. Well, they're name. hoping he could come in here and lay hands in the bucket. Know. You know no, what I'm what saying? I'm like, about? I don't think I've ever heard that name before. <laughs> Have you ever met an Ethio before? No, Any I've never heard met of an, an Ethio. Nope, nope. All right. Okay. There you nope. go. Unique. I like it. I'll give his parents a lot of credit. Yeah. Uh, okay. So we'll get into that coming up next segment, John Let's talk about the uh, Big Twelve media poll that was uh, released that uh, earlier today by the media voted on who's going to uh, win the bill. least how the Big Twelve will place and how teams will finish in the Big Twelve this upcoming football season. Uh, I'm just not gonna. You know, I'm not gonna lead with any uh, other discussion here. Texas is right now. Cause they are right now considered to be the premier team and the top choice to win the Big 12. 41 first-place votes for Texas. Not surprising. Yeah. We've,
1: been, we've been talking about it. This is something
0: that we looked at, and I'm just glad
1: to see that when you start looking at who's what, where, when, and why, you start looking at who the teams are, you're like, okay, I kind of like that. Okay, that looks about right. But the one thing that continues to make me laugh, not really laugh, but West Virginia. Come on, man. I told you earlier, Neil Brown, when we were going through the schedule, I don't think Neil Brown's going to make it through the entire season.
0: Yeah, I did. I think we all agreed. Yeah. <laughs> we, I think I, I posed the question who you think's going to finish last in the new look Big 12? I, I think we all brought up West Virginia as one of those yep. possible and U of H as one of those possible in teams. U of H, yeah. They got U of H 12 out of the 14 teams, yep. uh, and they got West Virginia dead last, 14th. Here's the poll uh, Texas, number one. Um, with 41 first-place votes, then K-State, with 14 first-place votes, second, then Oklahoma, uh, yep. third, with four first-place votes, Texas Tech, everything runs through Lubbock, fourth, with four first-place votes, they got TCU third, oh, sorry, fifth, fifth excuse me, uh, with three first-place votes, and then they have Baylor, Uh, Oklahoma State did get a first-place vote. Oh,
1: you know that came out of Oklahoma State.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Somebody. But they finished seventh in this poll behind Baylor at six. Then there's UCF eight. Kansas at nine. uh, Iowa State 10. BYU 11. U of H 12. 13 Cincinnati. And 14 West Virginia. Mm. There you go. So, So
1: just so I get this straight. Get it straight. They got the Big 12 Offensive Player of the Year. Preseason offensive player of the year, and they're expected to finish ninth. I,
0: I believe. I don't think they're point. gonna. I don't think they're gonna win. Then I don't think he's gonna win uh, player of the year. I, it's a, I agree with you on that, actually. Yeah. If that is, that's the, if that's the way it finishes, then he's going to have a hard time winning offensive player of the year in the Big 12. No doubt. I do believe that they're going to finish higher than ninth, actually, in the Big 12. Right, me too. If, if he stays healthy. If he, yeah, because that's what they were missing last year. That was a big part of it, because yep. they were rolling when he was healthy last year. No doubt. um But I do think if they stay – and I think Kansas, when I looked at it, man Kansas has more preseason, all Big 12 selections than Oklahoma. Yeah. Oklahoma only has one. Oh, Kansas has four. Yeah, Oklahoma only has one. What was the, that's the way that's ever happened? Maybe <laughs> oh, you know what? Maybe going back to that the man, uh, man Gino days that maybe that happened. I'm not sure. Yeah, but it's been a long time since Kansas can say they had more representation on the All Preseason uh, Big Twelve team um, than Oklahoma. No doubt, that is freaking crazy. Just let you know about how much uh, faith that the media has in Oklahoma, and and I, I pointed this out when we were talking about Texas baseball. You know, it's just, you know, you're thinking about it, what are the odds of Brent Venables being as good or better than a Lincoln Riley, who's, who was the coach before him, or Bob Stoops in the history of sports, college or pro? Mm-hmm. It's been, and Hard, you brought up the one example, maybe Pittsburgh Steelers, the only example of an organization or a program that's, had, that's hired three Hall of Fame coaches in a row. Right. The world. right. It, it just the the probability. You know, it's just way out of this world, <laughs> right? And I think Oklahoma may be dealing with that reality too, and Texas baseball also may be dealing Correct. with that reality too. Correct. That, hey man, the the chance of hiring three Hall of Fame, you know, having grand slam home run hires like that, um, three of them in a row are just really tough. If anybody can do it, it could be Texas baseball. If anybody can do it, it will be Oklahoma football. But we just have, we've only seen one example of that, arguably in the history of modern sports, right? And it's the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Steelers and are. We it. know how they operate. <laughs> or is your, is your organization as good as the Pittsburgh Steelers? <laughs> exactly. Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. They are the Chick Fil A
1: of the <laughs> NFL.
2: They run things the right way. Yeah, they do.
1: Yeah, very yeah, efficient do. with what the, the decisions that they make at the top, and they're patient. Everybody's rushing to go and get this instant gratification again. Going back to it, but now you sit back and you say, "Okay, yeah, this this sometimes there are some things that happen in the front office." The leadership is all that it's all about when it comes down to it. If you got good leadership, you're going to have a successful organization, period.
0: Well, no, exactly. Oklahoma's had that. I mean, yep. Oklahoma's, yep. they've won 14. Play this. They've won twice <laughs> as many Big 12 titles as Texas has competed for.
2: Yeah.
1: Texas they only, that about Texas Texas only
0: competed for seven. Yep. They've won 14. <laughs> yeah <that'd> so, <laughs> I, yeah. so that, that, there's a lot of discussion on what would the drop-off be because mm-hmm. there's got to be some type of drop-off it, are we witnessing it right now let me ask you this about Texas though getting back to Texas instead of just the rival how many times in the last 13 years so we're gonna start since like 20, 2010 all right uh, since the precipitous fall from grace for Texas football how many times since 2010 in those 13 years has Texas met expectations um, and been able to live up to the standard of Texas football? Because that's basically what this poll is predicting. This poll is predicting yes. that Texas is going to meet the expectation uh, and live up to the standard of Texas football. What is that? Definitions obviously change, gentlemen. We can. I, I would say just a loose definition of the standard of Texas football would be double-digit wins and competing for titles. Right. That's kind of like the basic standard. I mean, I won 11 games two years in the world at Texas, and yep. it was, I was a disappointment. I played on teams that were literally a disappointment in '01 one and 2 because we didn't beat Oklahoma and we didn't compete. Well, we competed for a title one of those years, but you get my point, I right? Uh, that's how high and that's how some people would say – A little bit unrealistic. The standard might be for Texas, but the standard is the standard. Don't let your expectations affect the standard. This is one of the few years in the last 13 years since 2010 where people's expectation is actually for Texas to meet the standard. Correct. The expectation is, oh, no, Texas is going to win and compete for a Big 12 title, and they're going to win double-digit games. So the expectations and the standard are actually the same. It's I would say you kind got to go back to Tom Herman in his prime when that was the case. And if you want to know the last time Texas actually met the expectations and lived up to the standard, it would be 2018 when Tom Herman was here. That was We're
1: it. back. That was that the was last the expe- time. That was yeah. when
0: everything—I I, I personally thought they
1: overachieved at that point <laughs> because— we weren't expecting them to get to the Sugar Bowl. We thought they were going to have a good team, but I never thought that they were going to be to that point going in and crushing Georgia during that time. But to even back up what you said even more so, and it's ironic, my buddies who are now part of the Big 12, are they're gaslighting right now. They're coming at your boy. They're going all in because they saw the same thing we saw. But they sent this out. One of the biggest football, one of the best college football bets to make over the last 13 years is the under on the Texas win total. It's going back to your expectations. Since 2010, Texas has gone under its preseason win total in 12 of the last 13 years. Yeah, Going back to your point 2018. about is that, that only year here? with Tom Herman. I'm assuming
0: 2018 is that, that only that, year. It that, 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 that that is. Yeah,
1: Because so, I don't think any of the other years they were expected to win six games. You know what I'm saying? There were some numbers that were in there like eight. Mm -hmm. Never got to it. Yeah. Never got to it. So this is ironic to me because I was a guy that was going to Vegas a lot at that time. And I was always racing to go and put it, especially because we got a great recruiting class. We got a great coaching staff that is coming in. Did y'all just see that we got Tom Herman? Oh, my God. You see what Charlie Strong did? So running to Vegas to put that money down. Loser. 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 Every step of the way. But this year, I told you, I'm very bullish on the University of Texas. And it seems like a lot of people in the Big 12, the people that cover it,
0: are kind of bullish on them as well. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, listen, I, I see what everybody else sees. And I would I would like to be optimistic about Texas, too. Um, I'm a fact guy. I'm a trend guy. I'm a pattern guy. And like I said, Texas, just in the last 13 years, only done it once. And Mac. Competed for what, five Big 12 titles? Mm -hmm. Mac was here for what, 15 years, something like that. So basically, Mac competed for a Big 12 title, you know, one out of every three years, uh, which means every class got a chance to at least compete for a Big 12 title, but Mac already knew the standard and was winning double digit games. So this is the third year for Sark. If he wants to be like Mac, all right, one out yep. of the three years. This is time your time to compete for a Big Twelve this title. This is your time. Uh, so it is. I, I agree. I think this is the year for Sark to prove himself as a as a high level coach, and um, this Big Twelve is not that. I'm not saying that these teams are scrubs or anything, but it's not the most challenging league. In the country.
1: Not not because. Not even
0: close, actually.
1: Because of all <laughs> the disparity that has happened at other programs. All the talent that has been lost at other programs in Texas, they should be reloading, not, you know, regrouping. You are reloading. You should be ready to go. And that is what you expect year after year after year. And so that's going to be the interesting part. And I believe that's why you look at the talent. You look at who lost a lot of talent. I think that is why Texas is the favorite.
0: Yeah, far. but people keep talking about talent. No, Listen, I understand that. There, there's, there has, hasn't been a time, really, in the history of the Big 12 where Texas hasn't been one of the top three most talented teams in the conference. And oftentimes, more oftentimes than not, they're the most talented team in the conference based on recruiting rankings and based on projections mm-hmm. for players. You can argue attrition if you want to. I was, I was telling people this a long time ago. You got to be careful bringing up attrition. Of people who are transferring from Texas because it's happening at every school. Right, every school deals that. with that now. You now can't people lean don't. Even, on that. Now people don't even bring up attrition anymore because they're no. like, oh, every school deals with it. Yeah, every school deals with it. It's not like exclusive mm-hmm. to Texas. So talking about talent drains, Texas is in no position to talk about well, we didn't have the talent to compete that year. Yeah, you did. If K State and Oklahoma State <laughs> and TCU can win the Big Twelve, then Texas should be competing for it every year. Texas yep. should be doing what Oklahoma did: fourteen Big Twelve titles. Four. 14. 14 of them. Texas has three.
1: And so does Baylor and K-State exactly.
3: after
1: last year.
0: They could never brag about being the most talented team in the Big 12. Never. Right. Ever. Actually, ever. Best coach? Yes. Yep. Best developed? Yes. Better culture? Yes. Talent? No. Oh see, basically Oklahoma's the only team that could that could back in the day that could argue, oh, we got as much talent as Texas, if not more. Yep. And oftentimes, that was a flawed argument. Texas talent just wasn't being developed. So the four the four issues with Texas have been talent, talent development, culture, and coaching. Talent is not an issue. I don't think it is. Some people do, I don't think it is. I don't think it ever has been. Never an excuse. I don't give a damn what your talent level is. You're at Texas, you can't go five and seven because you got way more talent exactly. than most of those teams in the Big Twelve. Uh Culture, I like the culture culture that's sarcastic right now. It's a good culture. So I I won't even criticize the culture. It's a damn good culture. Transfer portal is a great example of the good culture here at Texas. Guys want to be here and they want to play here. Um, Development, great job developing the talent last year. Hopefully it continues. No reason to think it won't get better or continue. He's bringing in better coaches, upgrading the coaching staff. We'll get into that a little bit later on too. Coaching is the only issue. Yep. That you can throw a question mark around and be like, hey, I'm not sure about the coaching. Hey, if you know your quarterback room right now, people are saying is one of the best in the country.
1: Mm, rightfully so. so. Just by, again, the talent word, because of all the stars you have in there, the way that we saw Malik, who we yeah. hadn't seen in a while, obviously Arch Manning, but Quinn yours is the one
0: that I'm yeah. thinking is stirring the drink right now. Yeah, exactly. If, you, if you've if been underachieved this year, it will be because of coaching. Mark yep. my words. Yep. Won't be talent because talent has never been the issue with Texas. I don't even think it's culture. I think the culture is pretty damn good, and I think the development's pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. It will be coaching because uh, with all five losses last year were one possession losses. Where if, the, the schem- if the schematic advantage can put you over the top, and it can come from a lot of different places, but a schematic advantage, I do think gets you two more wins mm-hmm. last year, right, and gets you the double digits. And oh man, don't uh, yeah. So that's where I, you know, that's where I am. Last thirteen years. It's only been one year where Texas has met the standard and lived up to the standard and met expectations. Mm-hmm. One year. Yeah. That's it. So, it, it, Sark would be, this would truly be a changing of the guard here in Texas <laughs> recently.
1: Yeah. This is the time, though. We've been talking about it. You, what'd you say? Third year, right? Mac Brown, third year. Every three years, <laughs> Mac was competing. Well, Sark, you are in the prime position. And again, his voice states that he understands what it's all about. The way that Sark has carried himself, the way he's talked to other people, the way he's done these interviews, and the way he's carrying it. I'll still go back to the pivot. Guys, this looks like my team. They act like my team. I finally feel like I'm in a position that this is my team. And so he's at that point. So let's go see what happens. And you're right. It all comes down to coaching. It always is going to come down to coaching. Which sideline is going
0: to be better coached?
1: And that's what it comes down to.
0: Um, Sark was on with Greg McElroy, on the Always College Football podcast. We got a ton of sound and audio thanks to uh, Patrick, the hardest working yeah. uh, man uh, on the airwaves these days. But he—that's uh, because Craig Way's out, by the way. That's why I say these days because Craig <laughs> that's Way's a great, out. That's a great. Yeah. Usually you're just second yeah, to Craig yeah, Way, yeah. but that no yeah. shame in that, by the way, no yeah. shame in it at all. Uh, but he was on with uh, Always College Football, and he was asked about those close losses last year. Right, and he had five uh, five losses by one possession. Hey, man, you got to, as a coach, you got to find a way to win half of those, you know, two of those, two out of those five. that gets you a double digit right there. Yep.
3: Um, here is start talking about growing from those close losses. I think so. You know, like I, I looked at, you know, two years ago, we couldn't find a way to win any of those games. And we yeah. were all our all our losses the year before were tough, heartbreaking losses last year. um Definitely some some tough losses when you think about Oklahoma State or the Texas, Texas Tech team. Tech, like yeah. Games games really we really felt like walking out of there, we just gave one away. But I also looked to last year, I looked to, you know, going into Kansas State and winning that game in a tight ball game in the fourth quarter. I looked to the Baylor game at the end of the year when we were behind in the fourth quarter um and then and then kind of take over that game and, and go win it in the fourth quarter. So I see the progress. Uh, obviously we're not a finished product yet, um, but I definitely see the progress and, and I'm kind of proud of the mental makeup of our guys because they showed a lot of resolve throughout the season. And, and yeah. to me that all came to fruition in that Baylor game in the end, because, you know, in our minds, we were playing to get into the big 12 championship game. You know, we didn't know what was going to happen the next day. We had to win that game to give ourselves a chance and to go into a game down in the fourth quarter, um, and then to come back and find a way to win it—that that, that was really encouraging for me. All right, there you go. I mean, he's right though. That they there were games
0: last year. They found a way to win. We talked about Jalen Ford making clutch plays, defense making clutch plays. Whether it was K State or or you talking about that Iowa State game, uh, even Baylor down the uh, down the stretch there, they made some clutch plays. So they did. They found ways to win games. Um, they got to find ways to win a couple of more.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and that, I mean that's it. Yeah, there was and there were some big opportunities to put yourself in the Big 12 championship game, and you went away from um, your bell cow, so to speak, and tried to do it a different way. And that goes back to your point: coaching, coaching matters in these situations. But I, again, I'm I'm looking at Sark totally different. I got a clean slate with him. I think he's he's shown a lot more. He's always been a confident coach, right? He's mm-hmm. always believed in himself. But I think now he's in a totally different space because I think he realizes that everyone else believes in what he's talking about as well too.
0: Yeah, uh, that's a good point. Uh, I mean, CB points out Texas is currently in the longest drought in school history without a conference championship. for Texas football. Yeah, it's been. I mean, it's that makes sense. It it shouldn't be this long. Texas mm-hmm. should never go. And like I said, I, I, thanks for the stat there, CB, But I don't think Texas should go ten years without a conference, without a championship of some kind. Agreed. Texas football. Agreed. That's how yep. I feel. Now I com- mean, I'm not saying national title. I know it's a but conference title. You're to win one every ten years. So, yeah. I mean, that, that is not crazy. That's not crazy. At no, oh,
2: no, no. And it's going to be crazier when we go to the SEC. But <laughs> in the Big Twelve, it shouldn't
0: be crazy. Yeah, exactly. That's a good point. Yeah, the Big Twelve. That's not crazy. SEC. Well, you know what? For it's, Texas, it depends on. What type of year they can have this season? Because I'm not going. I'm not going to lump Sark in with with Herman and with Strong. Because right yep. now, his tra- I love the trajectory of the program. All right, I love it. He hasn't right. had a regression yet. Terrible start, but not a regression yet. Guys are getting better. Programs getting better. If he getting guys drafted, getting guys drafted. If yep. they don't win more than you know eight games this year and get to 10 wins, then people will see it, as, don't compete for a big title, people will see it as a regression. Yes. And that's what happened to Tom Herman, right, 2018. Then you get 2019, everybody's like, whoa, 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 2018, you regressed in 2019? How'd that happen? Right. And then we saw kind of the collapse and implosion, the program collapsed on itself like a dying star. <laughs> all right. And, and, you know, so for Sark, everybody will see the linear progression. If he this year can win double-digit games, compete for a Big 12 title, the confidence level will be extremely high for the fan base going into the SEC. If not, then Longhorn fans will carry the baggage they've carried from all the other old coaches mm-hmm. um, into a brand new SEC with Sark. And they'll be thinking to themselves, uh, um, you know, when's the other shoe going to drop? And they'll be thinking about the bad things that are going to happen, and not the the good and the optimistic view of things. That's why I'm trying to clear my head with it, right? You,
1: I'm trying to cleanse my palate good. of some of those bad situations that we've been a part of, and now I'm looking at it and forward thinking. I'm I'm all in with the thought process that this is Texas's year, and not to the point national championship or anything like that, but to the point of Texas should be playing for a Big Twelve championship no doubt about it the big 12 uh media guys have already said that national pundits are looking at texas but as we've talked about before we're from the show me state you got to you got to show me now it's put up or shut up and that's how I, I strongly believe in that
0: yeah no i i said i i want texas this year to finally meet expectations live up to the standard and i am i'm going to Drink the Kool Aid. Mm -hmm. I'm going to drink whatever the substance is, hoping that it's Kool Aid (laughs) and it's not flavor 8. All right. Now, that's the faith of Longhorn fans that you got to use faith and go into this season just hoping and praying that, all right, they live up to the standard and meet expectations. And then, oh, turns out, yes, the, the substance that we were consuming, it was Kool Aid. But what, 12 out of the last 13 years? When you've been in, at this point in the off season and you start chugging whatever that substance is and then you get deliriously drunk and intoxicated yeah. on that substance. And then midway through the season or sometimes even at the, at, during the Texas Tech game this past season, you realize, oh, damn, I was drinking flavor and not Kool-Aid. It wasn't Kool-Aid. It was flavor eight. Yeah. Oh damn!
1: Damn!
3: Right.
0: Damn! You went Florida Evans on it, right? You went that's, Florida Evans. That's happened to Longhorn fans twelve out <laughs> of the last thirteen years. Yeah, you was like, oh, it's gonna be Kool Aid. No, it's yeah. been flavor eight. It's only been Kool Aid once that twenty eighteen season. No doubt, right back to flavor eight the next year. Yeah. So that I think is the struggle. I'm gonna drink it. I'm drinking it. You guys know I'm drinking it. But I wouldn't be surprised if I end up like, damn man, this is flavor eight again.
1: Is this the is this Come the one on. that you made yourself when you when your dad didn't want you to get uh, a lemonade? No, is this the one you made? But no. you put enough sugar in it though.
0: No, mama, my mama would buy the real stuff. My dad would only buy the fake flavor eight. Yeah, And yeah. I, I I never drink the flavor eight. <laughs> it just piles of it over there that pops had collected. Nobody would drink that stuff because nobody wants flavor eight. You only want the Kool Aid because the Kool Aid is the good stuff. Right. Hopefully, Texas football this year is the, the goods. good stuff. That's what we want. I want the goods. Yeah, but hey, give man. me that deep ball, baby. <laughs> exactly, connect on that deep ball, exactly, baby. But you know what? I, I'm drinking it, man. I'm drinking it because I can't. I'm not gonna. It's like a new relationship. Just because you've been screwed over and you've been cheated on and you've been dogged and disrespected in your, in every past relationship you've been in, in the last yep. 13 years, doesn't mean that this person that you just started dating is also an a-hole and a D-bag like the rest of them. Doesn't yep. mean that. And if you don't go into the, re- the relationship with kind of an open mind and with an open heart, you never can experience the entire kind of spectrum <laughs> of joy, all right. That you have a relationship. You'll always be limited yeah. in the ceiling of your relationship because you don't trust enough to be open enough for your intimacy and for communication to get to the depth so that you can have a fulfilling, profound connection with another person. All right. And that and that's the same thing about Texas football. If you don't open up to the year this year and you're un, you're not trusting or distrusting of Sark, you're not going to enjoy the experience. Yeah. You want to enjoy it. You want to enjoy the ride. So let go and let God. Yep. That's <laughs> <laughs> what my mama used to always say. Let go and let God. That's what we gonna do. Take, go. the <laughs> Take the
3: wheel. Take the wheel.
0: Exactly. Instead of all was all gas, no excuses. No. Let go and let God. It's all gas, no excuses. The hype train has no brakes. So what do you do? The hype train. So it could crash. It could crash into the side of a mountain. It could. It could rail off into the into the ocean, off the bridge, into the river, or something. B- no. But the Lord got me. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going, let God. I'm going to pray on it. So that's what we're going to do. I love it. But God. everything does not run through Lubbock. <laughs> I see your text. I see your text. <laughs> I like that. Oh, yeah. God. Oh, That's the last game of the season, too. Oh, yes. You imagine that Lubbock spoils your plans uh, to go to the Big 2. That's why, that's why Texas Tech season, even if it's a failure, an abject disappointment, they still got hope that they can spoil everything for Texas. And Joey McGraw still get a contract extension. He beats Texas. It's the last game of the season, right? Yeah. Oh, could you imagine yeah. your Big 12 hopes dashed by the Red Raiders? Right, can't get your grades up, get your guns up. <laughs> All right, we'll come back. <laughs> Talk Texas basketball on the other side, right here. Speaking of Lubbock, right here. <laughs> well, <up>, um, <laughs> ball don't lie, Wonderful, Live right here on 104.9 The Horn. It is a new theme Thursday edition of Ball, Don't Lie. That means my man Patrick, the yeah, there, plays jams and songs. He's supposed to give Harsh and I clues and hints that lead us to the new theme of the day. And um, I got nothing from the first one What you got, Harsh?
1: Uh, sounds like we're going to be dealing with a lot of rock music today.
0: That's Why? what I'm thinking. mate? Uh, is that the case? No. Yeah. No? I was like, yeah. I don't know. Well, I was saying, I, it here. could have been
1: a theme of rock music, like bands that might be
0: coming to Austin
1: or something. Who I mean, is this? You is U2? They, I think they've already been here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> could be. Um, all right, so new theme Thursday. Um, we'll see if we can get better uh, hints and I clues have, uh, no with clue. the second song. Yeah, I got nothing out of that one. And I don't listen to a lot of YouTube, so I don't even really recognize the song. No, yeah.
2: and I will tell everybody in the text line, it is not a midweek movie music, but that song is from a movie. It just happens to also movie be from is it a movie. From, from Batman Forever.
0: Oh. Um, okay, let me guess. Is Batman Forever, I'm trying to think of which one, is that George Clooney? Who was that one?
2: I think it is. Is it Clooney or
0: Val Kilmer? It Which may one? be
2: the second Val Kilmer. Is it maybe the
0: Kilmer. It's Kilmer or Clooney. It's one of those Batman. Yeah, it might names, be right? the second
2: Clooney. Okay. I don't yeah. remember that. Those.
0: those were uh those was kind of weird, weird ones. Weird Batmans. Um okay. it is Val Kilmer. It was a Val Kilmer one? Yeah. Yeah, those what they were trying, they were still trying to balance, it was it was the kind of the transformation, the metamorphosis of the Batman just genre of comic book movies, where they were basically trying to go from the laughable funny batman's plots and concepts where some of the like the jokes and everything were almost uh, a caricature yeah of the villains and now they're way serious like the last batman was like a hitchcock murder mystery i'm talking about a sick yeah. hitchcock murder mystery and it was real dark like and no comedic like there's there's no comedic uh instances within the plot there's no jokes or anything like that and the old batman's had a lot of jokes yeah there were a lot of one-liners, a lot of jokes. There were a lot of uh, comedic uh, points in the movie. It but-
2: would have been really great because I didn't see the most recent one, but I'd like to imagine that it would work if you just had it really dark. And then they would get in a fight scene, and we would go, bam, uh, Exactly. Yeah. And just yeah. put that into the really dark <laughs> yeah. thing. Like,
0: really? You guys yeah. are going to add that? I know, because that's when Batman originally hit the screen was with that, right? Yeah, with Adam West. Back, back yeah, in the, back day. the day. Yeah, him and Robin. Yep. And it was funny. They were dropping jokes, and they would dance, and they had little scenes where they would break out into dance every now and then. Mm-hmm. It was. I used to watch it all the time. And Batman, over the last, I don't know when that come out. 50 years ago or whatever i don't know
1: yeah original like right? 50s yeah
0: 50 50 something years ago
1: i used to watch that by the way
0: yeah exactly batman has now turned into something totally different this transmogrification has been now turning into something dark it's almost what happened to hip hop Mm -hmm. Remember, hip hop at first was like fun loving and like let's go to the club and dance yeah exactly right it was all this fun loving good nature stuff and then gangster rap came along it was like okay well, it won't be that anymore. No, that's Batman. Now mumble rap is <laughs> exactly. <technology>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You'll yeah. never see that PG thirteen version <laughs> again of Batman. All right, uh, let's get to Texas basketball here because big news for them, great news for them. They got a commitment, gentlemen, via the transfer reporter from Ethio Horton. Uh, he's a transfer from UCF. Uh, he was scheduled to visit Kansas after he visited Texas, but he uh, never made it. He canceled that visit to Texas and com- sorry to Kansas and committed to Texas. Uh, he has one hundred and two games of college. experience. Experience. Uh, he also at uh, before going to UCF. He was at Pitt mm-hmm. before he went to UCF. So he's had a couple of stops, um, and as uh, a guy that can score, score off the ball if you need him to, uh, but also a guy that can uh, you know score uh, if you need him with the ball as well. So um, another uh, big time uh, pickup and acquisition for Texas basketball.
1: It's huge. It's huge. And mm-hmm. again, we we went through the fact that mm-hmm. people were freaking out because they didn't think that coach Terry was doing enough. Oh, I don't see y'all y'all messed up by giving him the job. It's like you know that he's a recruiter by trade. That is who he is. He can talk to you and get you to come to the University of Texas. Matter of fact, he can make you not go visit Kansas. Kansas. That's impressive. That is very impressive. And you're bringing in a kid that's going to come in and he's played 102 games in college. More experience for your squad and what you're looking for to try to take your team to the next level. And this is the other part. Now he's starting to get the players that he wanted, not the players that Coach Mm -hmm. uh, Beard wanted. These are the players that Rodney wanted because he wants to play a more up-and-down the floor type of basketball game. He wants guys to get out in the open floor and be able to run. And he wants guys to score the basketball. And what better way to do it than going to get another score from another league, which, by the way... You're gonna end up playing them guys this year. Yeah, you will. UCF is in our conference now. So you're gonna get a chance to have an inside scouting report on the team that you're gonna play too. So I think it's a good move for them. You brought you got Max A what is it, Amos? Ace Max Ace that is there too, that can score the basketball. So you've got some guys that are put in place now that that Coach Terry can feel real comfortable about going into this season.
2: Yeah, and I mean it's I mean, it gives you depth. Yep. And, uh, you know, it's a long season. You want to be able to find the guys in your lineup that you know guys come tournament time up. that are going mm-hmm. to be able to play you the good minutes, but also be able to keep your team fresh. And I think that was something that you struggled with a bit at the end of last year yep. was you just kind of had your guys and you had to ride with them. And at the end of some games, it may have, you may have started to get a little bit tired if you weren't able to pull away uh, early in that game. We saw some teams come back on you pretty well. So I I think adding depth just to kind of spell everything for a while and, you know, experience depth is a really good thing to have guys that are going to be able to come in, make an impact, play on, uh, you know, play in front of a big crowd and be able to do it with, you know, knowing the right thing to do in the right moment and not not just kind of filling out depth with freshmen and stuff like that where you're going to get a lot of guys who, when they get on the field, on the court, want to shoot immediately and want to make an impact immediately. You can get someone who's a little bit older, and go, okay, you can make the right play, and you know how to move without the ball better. Mm-hmm. Something that comes with time is understanding getting off the, the bench and not immediately going to the top of the key and calling for the ball, but to go run around and get open for a three, and then even if a guy comes out on you, you can cut to the basket. Th- those types of things are big. It's just to fill out a roster, he's doing a really good job. Uh, I mean, I think you're pretty much there. If you get one more big guy in there that you could, then I, that wouldn't be a bad thing. But other than that, you're, you're pretty good right now. And he's
1: got an 80% free throw shooter clutch at the end of games. That's what you need, too. You
2: mm-hmm. need guys
1: that, that are going to be in the game late and knock down free throws because you know as well as I do, the games do come down to free throws.
0: Yeah, he um he's a guy. Also, he's, he's decent from three point range too. Yeah, he's um, around uh, what 30, 30 oh, close to thirty eight percent three yeah. point shooter for his career. Um, that's not bad. And six five. Well, I mean, like a little under six five. So um, he so he's, he
1: reminds me of Timmy Allen. then. He's gonna be like that, but he's gonna be a better scorer than Timmy Allen, because Timmy. Yeah, Allen's I mean, I think he's gonna play.
2: I, I don't know if he's gonna play huge minutes. Yeah. No. Uh, but I do think he'll be able to be a piece of the team and, and and spell some guys. But there's a lot of guys on this team that come up, and you're going to be fighting for a spot, but that adds competition and practices, which mm-hmm. makes practices that much better. And the better you practice, mm-hmm. usually the better you play. And so
0: it's – you need that, you know. Yep, I agree with that. Now, it's a good point, though, about yeah, the competition on this squad. And I can't wait to see what a uh, – you know, a Rodney Terry uh, coach team with the, with an the entire offseason and, of course, now building the roster the way he wants to, as Harsh mentioned, what it's going to look like. That's going to be really interesting. Um, but I did hear Jeff House say on Light the Tower that Rodney Terry at the top of his list of uh, targets in the transfer portal were Max Smith and Caden Shedrick. They were their top two targets mm-hmm. in the transfer portal, and they got him. They got those guys. They got their top two yeah. guys. Got to give them credit for getting their top two targets in the portal, and then they've been able to uh, to fill in the roster uh, with some other acquisitions via the portal. Got how many? Five now via the portal yeah. this year? Yeah. And then, yeah. I mean, and Leave
2: Rodney alone, folks. And, and that's part of it, too. I know everybody wants to get the big name guy, no. but when you're in competition with some other people and, and you know, you're know you trying to make your money spread around to get a full roster and everything else, it, it it's just not always feasible to – put all your eggs into one basket. And we've seen that with Kentucky recently, that they've had some problems because they will go, we want we want only star players. We want only guys that are going to be a top 10, top 15 picks in the draft. And he's not having – Calipari's having a harder time filling out a roster because you you swing and miss on at least yep. half of those guys. Yep. And mm-hmm. then you're like, well, crap. I have to you go, waste time and trying now to get And all these guys, other guys go, oh, they got you signed. only want me because, yeah. well, Rodney Terry went to Shedrick and went to Ace miss first. And they respected that, and now they're here on the 40 acres. So I-, I think there's something to be said about building a team where you went into it with an idea of we can do this, we can accomplish this, and I think this is going to get us close to our goal of being able to compete for a national championship. And, and that's it's a-, it's a good way to think of going about it instead of, hey, let's just swing for the fences, and if we hit a grand slam, great, but... It, what if the bases aren't loaded?
0: What if you strike out?
2: What if you strike out? And then, yeah, no, it's a,
0: it's a good point it's about. You
1: take a ba- fastball down the middle because you were sitting <laughs> on breaking ball. You know what I'm saying?
0: That's how that happens. Uh, see, that's deep. <laughs> way deep on that alley at that time. Uh, but no, I, I love the point that Patrick made too. I think about this in the NIL world in the transfer portal era that we live in. You have to walk the fine line between. All right, we want to get the best possible talent that we can get that we can acquire but hey man we only got so much time and it's only so much money that we can spread out via the nil uh world that we live in in our the nil fundraising that they can generate and also how much time you have to recruit guys right they've been recruited by other teams too well you gotta try to keep people there
1: you know think about it they got lucky because not only did they find the right people in the transfer portal You got a Tyrese Hunter back. You got a Dylan Mitchell back. You got a Dylan DeSue back. Exactly. Those are things that were in the works before, but everybody's looking at it because kids nowadays, everybody's going to jump into the portal. I mean, you'd be wrong. If you're a talented player, you'd be crazy not to even think about it. And for the record, one player player from
2: Texas went into the portal. Arterio Morris. Well, Well, one did.
1: And Mm. Roman
2: Brumbaugh. Oh yeah, Bromby did yeah, too. Brumboa that was that too. was somewhat different. Yeah. He was he wasn't yeah. gonna get playing time really. And I, yeah. I, I hope the best for the kid. But he yeah, went he back. Went to Georgetown. He went to Georgetown. He's yep. from DC. Yep. He went home. Yep. So I think it was more there was other issues, I mm-hmm. think, involved in that as well. Uh but I uh, but yeah, you you basically you lost two guys that weren't playing a ton of minutes exactly. for you. You Tyrese Hunter didn't go into the portal. And Dylan DeSue didn't go into the portal. Right. And and Dylan Mitchell didn't go in the portal. They tried the draft out. But there's a big difference between, hey, I may want to further my career, or I don't like you anymore, but I'm staying in college. There's a big difference between that, and so I think that speaks a lot for Rodney too. Yeah,
0: the only way to determine your market value, as Harsh mentioned, is to go into the portal yep. and see what your actual market value is. You don't know that. You assume right. that your NIL deal, wherever you are, is paying you market value, but you don't really know that until you go into the portal, well, or, and we know you cannot even be induced out of the portal, technically. Yeah, Or, or you can...
2: Or you can Go home for a for a weekend. <laughs> no, exactly. and you go home for a weekend, and you might find out your
0: value. Yeah, exactly, exactly.
1: <laughs> exactly. You can you can,
0: can, can pile a little baby like you know. So I think I deserve a little bit more, and you can get it. So it it's, it's no doubt it's a new world of negotiation, and I do think it's interesting for the coaches. You got to play it right. You got to know. I think we can get a deal in DeSue back. Really, mm-hmm. the coach? Can get him? I think we can get him. We got to yep. pull. Got to get some money together to get them We got to be a little bit patient in our approach, but I think we can get them You got to be very and like it, it's it's almost right like going out back in the day when I was. You guys probably, obviously, my man Patrick's still single, so he can relate to it. Uh, but when you go out, and listen, you only got a certain amount of money when you go out, and you only got a certain amount of time. Say you get to the bar, mm-hmm. say it's midnight when you get there, bar closes at two, you got an, uh, about a half an hour after that for parking lot pimping outside the club, <laughs> alright? So you got two and a half hours to try to get some top notch talent and close the deal. But you only got so much money, and you know if you hit certain groups, that man, I gotta pay for the, all the drinks for all those mm-hmm. women, and she looks high maintenance, damn it, I don't know if I could do that. She is a 10, <laughs> but I only got so much money and so much time. So let me go hit on this 8 over here. I know I can get that eight and a half, and you know what? I can close that deal quickly. Matter of fact, I might get that number and I can work on another 8. I might be able to close the 8, then go work on the 10. But you gotta you gotta be very judicious about how you spend your time and your money. Yeah. That's the and transfer point. The the <laughs> exactly. they feel the same way, by the way. They feel the same way. You're already wasting all your time yeah, in the club uh, with somebody who ain't gonna you know, be uh, willing to you know, hook up yeah, or willing out, to yeah. listen to you, hang out. They're not they, they don't like you, they're not attracted to you. You don't want to spend your time wasting your time yeah. all right, with that person. No. You want to spend your time wisely, and I think the same thing is true for when you're recruiting in the offseason, man. You gotta spend your time and your money wisely. Because the NIL, you gotta spread that out.
2: Just walking yep. up to the bar to get a drink and walk back and someone else is talking to her. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Hey, you <laughs> at the bar. Hey, you, <laughs> you, you, hey,
1: you should have waited
2: for the waitress. Yeah, <laughs> hey, exactly. no, you,
0: just, Everybody's been there like, no, oh, no. You, you want
2: to come with me? You want to come <laughs> with me? You walk back. And, and handcuffing? And, yeah. And yeah. UNC's over exactly. UNC <laughs> and Duke <laughs> talking to her. Come on. Come on,
0: man. I left for five minutes, man. All I wanted
2: was a drink. <laughs> you got three drinks in your hand for the whole crew. Uh, well, someone, now I got to find someone that likes her order. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: oh, see, I know y'all looking real. All right, <laughs> right, we'll come back. We got the flags on the other side right here on Ball Don't Lie. Wonderful nothing Horn. Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. New theme Thursday edition of Ball Don't Lie. Uh, that's when Patrick the Idean Air plays songs uh, that are meant to give us clues and hints that lead us to the new theme of the day. Okay. I like the song. Is this McConaughey? <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, no. no.
1: Oh,
0: okay. He did create the moods, the Moody Center is like title theme song, right? He did. Okay. We're going to be bad at this. Hard, you got anything?
2: I have zero idea.
0: What's the name of this song?
2: I can't give you the name of the song.
0: Oh, that might give it away, huh? Who's the artist? I can
2: tell you it's by Exile.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: that helps. I, <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, this is Exile's hit, so. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. All right.
1: I have no clue.
0: Yeah, I don't have anything right now. I'm sure if I listen to the actual words of the song, maybe it can help me out if that's terrible radio. So, just, we won't do that. we we'll to this whole song. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Trying to listen to like the chorus of it. To see it's me. coming here. Give me a little hint here. Ooh. Ooh. Mm. All right. All right.
1: hard right, you got anything? If they're kissing all over. Kissing
0: all over. Hmm. Got nothing, huh?
1: I got nothing.
2: I know. Me either.
0: I got nothing. This is good, Patrick. We'll
2: we'll get in the the 4 o'clock. All
0: right. uh, Flex, flxatx.com, flxatx on all your social media platforms. Uh, Go check it out for yourself. You can go there uh, and get all of the uh, the rewinds of the old Flex shows. Remember, the Flex is done for now. But also, speaking of the Flex, we're going to have our all Flex watch list announced. Here in the next couple of weeks. Yes, right now I believe I think they're finalized it or they're finalizing it. They're finalizing. As it. we speak. So you'll have your look out for your all flex watch list uh, that should be up uh for the uh the all uh flex the best football players in the all flex area I should say um upcoming this season. That should be up at flxatx.com next couple of weeks we'll give you some more details about that.
1: While you're over there make sure you get a preview of the district twelve A. Uh, District preview. Derek Cohen did this and it breaks down all the good players and and the teams in the district that are going to be there. And they also highlight Will Hammond. They highlight the players on the Huddle football team and the Weiss football team as of right now. And I believe that it's going to be happening all week.
0: Long. Nice, yeah. I like that. Uh, Will Hammond getting a lot of love? He's getting a lot of love. Days. Just I got understand. a four
1: star. Got his four star. Yeah, yeah. I've, yeah, I've
0: seen him getting a lot of love, and he is committed to Tech, Texas Tech. There it is, because everything runs through Lubbock. Hey man, Tech's got a lot of momentum. <laughs> One thing Jordan McGuire is doing a hell of a job of is recruiting out there. Uh, I think last time I looked, they were a top twenty-five uh, recruiting class, mm-hmm. twenty twenty-four uh, recruiting class. So Jordan McGrath doing some big things and a lot of expectations right, right there in Lubbock. They still did, did? Did they get? Are they trending for Micah Hudson or are they? I I don't think they're closing. They're definitely trending for for them. Right now, that'd be a big get for Texas Tech if they can get one of the best receivers in the country.
1: Also, shout out to the Round Rock Dragons. They were crowned Division I, seven on seven state champs. You might have mentioned that last week. I was out, but I do want to give them a shout out. Uh, Kudos to the Round Rock Dragons. And we got a chance to meet Mason Cochran face to face. And he had an interception in the state championship game. Because remember, they we kept, kept saying, he's a linebacker. They
0: recruited him. At, he's, <laughs> he's getting offers as a linebacker. Yeah. You know, even though he's playing quarterback for him and he is a hard-nosed guy. Uh, okay, I got got a guess for a new theme Thursday. Okay. Is it, a, is it about something with the body is it bikinis?
2: It's not bikinis. No. Uh, something good. about bodies? That was great. Was that was good. great, though, like, like because the Biki- National I, Bikini Day was is. yesterday. Yes.
0: Yeah. Because I saw Selma, Selma Hayek in a yeah, bikini. We all did. She reminded everybody about that. Yeah. Okay. But it is something about bodies and stuff, maybe. Okay. All right, Is we'll it see. for the ham egg bone for Mike Trout?
2: <laughs> 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 By the way, he was right. They came out and said he's having the surgery out for eight weeks.
0: Told you, Harts told y'all that I'll, yesterday. I'll let y'all know, he man. Like,
2: Especially th- when you got experience in the
0: thing. <laughs> yeah, I said handmade bone. First time I heard of it was yesterday. Yep. Then turns out Harts broke his handmate bone. No doubt. Uh, all right, we come back. We'll uh, discuss NBA free agency and what happened with Wimby and Britney Spears. That's a real story. I like right it. here on Ball Don't Lie, one hundred four nine the horn.